Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of If It Is In Love podcast. I am your host, Donisha. And I'm your co-host, J.L. Woodson. And we are happy to and we are happy to be back. We're never gonna rewind that. We're just gonna keep that as it is. Mm-hmm. How are you doing today? I'm good, you know, showered and shaved head and stuff. You do smell good. Thank you. <laughs> Try. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Just happy it's a holiday weekend. Yes, holiday Even weekend. That doesn't really mean much for me. No. Do you still have? Because you are you still working tomorrow? I'm not, but I'm choosing not to work. Right. I do not have to work tomorrow. I'm so excited about that, especially after coming off of a week of working from home, which I was top notch. I did the most, not the lesser. Actually, I did the lesser, not the most last week, and it was great. I did exactly the amount of work that needed to be done. There was no overachieving at all. It was minimal effort, um, but not so minimal that I would lose my job. And it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I love you put gas in the tank on Monday, right? Or Sunday. I think you put gas in the tank on, on Sunday. Yeah. Still same tank of gas today here Sunday. Let me tell you, when I go to work every day, that does not happen. I fill up every four days because I it's like 100 miles mm-hmm. a day because it's like 43 miles to work and then 43 miles back. And then if I go anywhere for lunch or if I have to leave the office, which I try, I just try to get out. I don't have windows in my office. Mm-hmm. So I try to get out. And then when I leave the office, it's hot. So I need to like go somewhere. So I do use my lunch break to like run errands oftentimes mm-hmm. or I've um, <clears throat> like just because I'm getting used to working in a new city. Um, and as part of my job, I tr- I'll go and try to like see what businesses are around and that kind of stuff. So now sometimes I do end up just staying in my office and just standing outside until it's too hot and I can't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was nice to save on gas. It was nice to be home. I like I like being around you like so it was nice just kind of like even when we're not like doing things together and we're not in the same space just being like it's nice to be like oh he's over there and if I wanted to go look at you I could if I wanted to go say something to you I could and I do think that it's important that we have time apart so I will say that a year of that was a lot you know mm-hmm. we worked in the same space so it's different when like you and your partner work from home and you work in the same space because you have to be very cognizant of what the other person is doing. Right. You have to communicate when you're going to have a meeting that necessitates that the other person leave the room. So there's all of that because what happens if both people have those types of meetings at the same time, then you have to decide who's going to go into another space and Mm -hmm. whatever. And you don't want anybody to feel like less important, like their work is less important. So it will always boil down to like, what do you need that's in here? Do you need the setup that you have in here? Is it easily movable elsewhere? Mm -hmm. Whatever. Um, So there are complications in it, but I do like it. Um, This upcoming week, I'm doing a hybrid of working from home and being in the office. I will go into the office at least one day um, this upcoming week, which I actually don't mind. Um, I honestly, like I said before, I don't have a problem going in sometime when it necessitates it. I don't like having to be somewhere when I don't need 
to be there just right. to be a warm body in a seat especially when i have the equipment that i need to do the work that i need um in my office but i think also sometimes my office is not set up that way like the institution i work for isn't set up completely that way so some things i need to go see people because they're just not but also the vid is out here so i'm trying to be yeah honestly more careful for people who still for whatever reason refuse to get vaccinated or have not made the decision to get vaccinated because i'm vaccinated and i can come and cough on you but I'm not gonna do that. That's terrible. Fair. I'm not gonna do it. Um, so I feel safe for me. And I, I'm just, you know, I don't I don't want to make our conversations like COVID laden. But I'm very like, I feel fine. Like, I don't <clears throat> feel like I wear a mask or, you know, I try to social distance or I avoid certain places or whatever. But for me, mm. it is not for mm -hmm. my health. It is for other people. It's for me, what really prompted is when I found out like a vaccinated person can carry the viral load that is contagious enough to give COVID to someone else. Mm -hmm. That's why. Not because I think I'm going to get sick. Because at this point, I honestly feel like I probably have gotten infected at some point. And, and just didn't experience and, it. And not. And <clears throat> am asymptomatic. Um, I haven't gotten a, a COVID test since... Uh, we got tested when we went to Dallas last year and you got it. And even then I tested negative, which still like blows my mind. But I feel like since then, especially because I spent a few months not wearing masks and being in close contact with groups of people and stuff like that. But we'll see. I start wearing my mask again when I go to the grocery store and stuff. Yeah, I started like I stopped. Um, I basically tried to quarantine, like, which is why I've been home mostly. But um because i i have been wanting to go into the office space and everything like that to get some work done but like i'm not sure if i told i told you about the train ride and the guy coughing no so when one time when i was basically coming home and i was it was a guy like a gentleman sitting next to me and everything like that like he was you know, coughing and everything like that. And I'm over here just scared because I, I got my mask on, but I'm oh, like... I'm about to say, you weren't wearing a mask. No, I'm definitely going <laughs> to wear a mask on public nah, transportation. I was wearing a mask and everything. And I was like... And he was like, he was literally sitting right there just... <laughs> I'm like... With no mask? No mask. And I'm over here... And you're supposed to wear a mask on. It's oh, like still... On Metro, yeah. On Metro. It was like... He's still he, um, he just kept coughing. I'm like, bro, like, I got to get off this train because I'm about to square up with him like real quick. Because it it made me feel anxious. Yeah, it. but that was like before too. I went to Chicago and everything. Okay, and even then, like when I came back home, I was like, okay, I still need to get stuff done at home. Like I had to finish my final project, which I graduated and completed my project for a U.S. design course at General Assembly. <laughs> but um, I basically I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna go in because of the fact I need to really. I, like I, I was just, I was afraid I was going to get somebody sick, mm -hmm. and especially at that office space and everything like that. So I basically have been home. It hasn't necessarily been like I've gotten a lot of work done and everything like that. But you know, like cabin fever is starting to set in and stuff yeah. like that. So I am going to try to get back out there and everything like that. So yeah, um, yeah, and and that's all I said. I feel like it's not that I don't get. What I realize is I do get a lot of work done on both ends when I work from home, but I definitely get more of my personal stuff done. But if I'm being completely honest, sometimes there is a focus in the office 
because mm. of where my office is, because I'm by, and it's only because I'm by myself. It's not even in my office. There's a focus I have when I'm alone that I don't necessarily have when I'm in a space with others. So yeah. there's like a difference when we share space. And it's not cause like you're distracting. It's just different, right? Like it's just different. And in my office, it is just me. And I'm, my office is like in the back, I close the doors, lock the doors. Mm-hmm. There's no one in my space uh, with me. And I can totally pretend like I'm not there or whatever, which is funny. Cause sometimes people are like, well, I came to your office and I was there. <laughs> just wasn't answering the door because I'm working. I'm doing what I need to do. And you know, my thing is always, if you need me, call me, email me. There's so many things you can do before you just walk into my office and then kind of have uh, like the audacity in my opinion to be like, oh, you weren't there. Like, okay. What do you, so my whole thing, my new things, every time I said, oh, even my old boss, she was just like, oh, I came to your office and you weren't there. And I was like, okay, what can I do? What can I do for you? Don't worry, what do you want? (laughs) And then they'd be like, oh, I didn't want, so why is it important that I wasn't there? Because if you people who want me, who want something, they then like email me and say, oh, I came by. I wanted to drop this off. Mm-hmm. Or, or you know, I have this ready. Can you come pick it up or whatever, whatever. So, yeah. Ready to get into today's topic? Sure. He has no idea what today's topic is. And normally I try to like at least say this is what we're going to talk about. Like, let's prep. I try to have some research. But I wanted to do something kind of fun and lighthearted. And I totally planned on doing this last week. But then we kind of got into a conversation about entrepreneurship. So make sure you listen to last week's episode where we talked about entrepreneurship and kind of all the pros and cons and where we are um, in each of our uh, careers and, and kind of some of the moves that we have planned moving forward. But what I wanted to do was, and why I didn't want you to prep, there's no way to really prep for it, is talk about icebreakers, right? So we're going to get married and we are, uh, somebody was saying something, I think when I was at the gym and we were having a conversation, I was having a conversation with one of my friends and we were saying like, she said something about like, uh, somebody was talking about da- dating and like they're getting to know this guy and blah, 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 blah. And she doesn't know, you know, if, if this is the one for, for her and talking about red flags. And so we started talking about that. And then, uh, my other friend who was married was like, yeah, cause you know, even when my husband gets on my nerves, like it, there are no red flags. And I think I see what my friends out here who are dating and what that's like. And she like, does I look at him and be like, I'm gonna stick beside him. And so we start cracking up. Cause I was just like, same. Like I said, not that I feel that way about my fiance, but I look at like what dating is and I'm like, ugh, yeah. Toe. Like sometimes I think about what it was like when I was dating, mm-hmm. um, like before I was in a committed relationship. And it's so funny. It seems like it was so long ago, even though it really wasn't nah. like so long ago. But when I think about some of the bullshittery that I put up with or that happened to me, like now it's kind of like laughing my pain <laughs> kind of thing. Mm. So we started talking about like, okay, cause I was like, I'm not getting, I'm not about to go from, I love you, I love you, wake up next to you every day, uh, paying bills to what's your favorite color. <laughs> but then we started talking about like, how deep do you know your partner or like asking questions? So now don't get scared. Cause it's not like these are like deep relationship questions, but I just start thinking about icebreakers and, 
and thinking about how somebody would answer certain questions. So I have this list and it is, it is called, we're not, clearly not going to do all of them, but it's the only list of icebreaker questions you'll ever need. Um, and they're broken up into categories. So there are like virtual icebreaker questions. I guess we're doing this. There are funny icebreakers, great ones, best, awkward, weird ones. If you could, would you rather? Uh, there's something for high school, college, and for kids. So okay. I thought that I, at first I was going to do this where we would see, we would write down kind of like uh, the dating game where you try to see what do I think the other person will answer. But I want to do that for like other questions. So I think we'll play an episode. Uh, I told you um, a segment that I want to introduce that I've said for a while, I need to just piss or get off the pot is I want a segment for our podcast called uh, Double Dating, mm-hmm. where we invite another couple to either join us like virtually or in person, whatever, mm-hmm. and record. And so I thought that mm-hmm. would be fun, like as a part of the double dating episodes to right. do that. Okay. Okay. So first question, you have your own late night talk show. Okay. Who do you invite as your first guest? He ain't even here no more though. Okay. doesn't matter. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. Why? I really would like to have a conversation with him, just okay. like on life and how he views things and just his mentality and everything. Because like I've seen a bunch of his interviews and everything like that. I'm like, there's some questions that I probably would dive deeper into that the interview interviewer didn't uh, get a chance to or anything, or they probably just cut it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like just even some like his college years and everything like that, and um, I don't know. Like he's one of the one of the people that I would have. Okay, definitely. That's good. The person that I would interview would be Jesus. I could see that. Yeah, because I first asked, "Was it worth it?" Oh, <laughs> you probably. I would want. So there is that part of. You died on the cross knowing what we was going to be like. But did you know? Like, does the Jesus part of the God know what the God part of God as the Holy Trinity, right? Does the Jesus part know what the God part? Did God leave out? You're going to sacrifice my child. All of this. Like when Jesus was lamenting like Lord, take this from me in the Garden of Gethsemane. But he said, but Lord, your will, not mine. Did he know that in 2021? We'll be out here. This will be happening. <clears throat> like, and so I always just like, I would just be like, was it worth it? I feel like the Jesus answer would be yes. Of course, my child. Of course. But like, damn. Like, it'd be like that. It'd be like, of course. Like, can damn. you tell all these uh, racist people out here that you, like, you know, you a person of color? Because they not realize. Jesus would <laughs> see. He, Jesus and I would have the same color foundation. Jesus would be like, we'd be looking like this. Okay? Like, matchy. Matchy, matchy. Me and Jesus. But that's who I would um, interview on my talk show host. Um... What was your least favorite food as a child, and do you still hate it or do you love it now? Lima beans, <laughs> can't stand it. Um, 
Like I would say macaroni and cheese or just cheese, cheese in general. But like I at one point in time when I was a kid, I loved macaroni and cheese. Uh-huh. But lima beans and liver. God, that is awful. I don't understand how anybody can eat any either of those two things. Like lima beans just don't they just don't feel right in nature. But uh, <laughs> it's just I, I don't know. Maybe I just didn't have them well seasoned. Or you still anything. hate them? I don't like them. No. That or liver. Liver is just trash. It belongs in the trash. Okay, you. Surprisingly enough, lima beans. Um, but two things. I don't know if I still hate them now because I refuse <clears throat> to eat them. Mm. And my mom, as much as let me tell you, my mom made not just lima beans, she made lima beans and okra. Meaning, boiled okra, for anybody who knows, is totally different. Like, I love okra, and you thought you didn't like okra, but you like the way I make okra. Because I, like like, I like my okra, like, roasted or fried. Yeah, I like, like it I like fried. fried or roasted okra, like, when you when it's not super slimy. Sometimes it still has the stickiness in it, depending on how thick it is, but it's, it's not, not going to be... But when you boil it with lima beans, it is literally like when you pull it and it's, it's like snot. Or that spit that just hangs it, off. It and looks and so... And Katala yeah. will fuck up some <laughs> lima beans. That's my <laughs> older sister. She used to... And mama, I'd be like, oh my God, I do not. I cannot. And so I hate lima beans, but I honestly haven't eaten them as an adult. And I think the last time my mama made some, I will say... She put like some meat in it and I might eat like two beans. So like the beans itself, I don't mind. But like if you're in a pot, like I'm not going to make a bowl of them. And I will say there's a lot of beans that I like. Like I like lentils. Mm -hmm. Something that I used to not like as a child, but I like now are black eyed peas. I did not used to like black eyed peas as a child. But I, especially if you give me some like black eyed peas and neck bones and some cornbread. And rice. I will mess up some black eyed peas now. I like black eyed peas now, but I didn't like them. Yeah. And the only last thing, which I, again, I don't know if I like, is beets. That's an acquired taste. They used to give it to us at preschool. And I used to always, so as an adult, I could just imagine, and it was like steamed beets, like in the circle, like a disc of purple they would put. And I'm just like, (laughs) why did you think that three or four year olds would be like, hmm, beets? But I guess when you're a kid, you eat a lot of stuff that you wouldn't eat. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't. And I have one last thing. I absolutely could not stand. And when I think about it, I can think of the smell right now. And it, Big Newtons. I, they used to give us at snack time, I used to be like, where's the Oreos? Okay. <laughs> they used to give us Big <clears throat> Newtons. And I hate, I still do not like, I do not I, like Big Newtons. I don't like them so much as an adult. I loved them when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. um, I had a, a family member that used to give them to me all the every single time I came over, like just had fig newtons and everything. I'm like, okay, over here eating them and everything. I'm like, the, I, I like the the texture and everything mm-hmm. of it, and like not necessarily always a taste, but I'm like, who? I don't I, like as an adult. I can't necessarily say that I. That's the first thing I'm gonna go buy. I'm definitely gonna fuck up some Oreos or right. some, some chips away, especially carrot cake <clears throat> Oreos. Mm. They are delicious. Like. They're Thanksgiving like, in a cookie. Yes. Carrot <clears throat> cake Oreos are now my favorite Oreo. They are delicious. Mm. But 
Yes, no, I do not like fig newtons. And let me tell you, on a day in preschool, I remember on a day that they serve beets and fig newtons, I was just like, I'm coming home. I'm in a bad mood. Now I'm the four year old that's in a funk. But my mom was like, what's wrong? They got, we have beets and fig newtons today. <laughs> Meaning I, and you know, they're always very like, try to eat some of it. So I'm like, I had to fake eat beets and fig newtons. Mm. Okay. Next question. If my phone, why do you want to recognize my face? Okay. Um. Oh, this is a good one. Say you're independently wealthy mm-hmm. and you don't have to work. What would you do with your time? Shoot, travel. I would definitely go everywhere. Not everywhere, but everywhere. Like I ain't going to where the uh, the indigenous people in the little island that they have, and they was throwing uh, spears and they killed that dude. I ain't going nowhere near oh, that. Yeah. Um, there's definitely places that I wouldn't want to travel for safety reasons, but like I would pretty much do everything, mm-hmm. like skydive, you know, parasite, like stuff that I wouldn't that wouldn't necessarily like. Oh, I could just. Throw a couple of dollars at that and not worry about it. But I would definitely try uh, not just just travel, but travel first class. Yeah. I, you took my <clears throat> first class. I'm traveling all class because it's going to be in a private jet. Yeah, that too. So I can go when I want to go. Um, but certain places, I don't think you can get to by private jet. I'm sure most can because I'm sure that there are, Beyonce ain't, never, ain't getting on United. And she can go anywhere. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, I'm talking about, like, well, you probably have to just make I'm sure it's like, you have to go to where was the nearest place you can go and then gas drive. Up. Yeah. No, like, gas up and then. Oh, yeah. Like, any place. I'm like, shoot, them little private jets ain't, uh, oh, this is Air Force One, but that's all. Right, that's yeah. different. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm a hat. You know, if we're independently wealthy and that's an option. I mean, if not, first class is totally fine. Um, but I'm definitely on the same. I want to travel. And I want to travel with different people. And I want to be able to, like, look at my best friends and be like, what's your favorite place you've never been that you always wanted to go? And then, like, pay their expenses to be able to go to that place. Yeah. So, yeah, I have my... And I have my favorite travel people. Like, I have three people that I love to travel with because we never fight. We never argue. Well, now you add it to the bunch. So then we argue, but (laughs) I like traveling with you a lot. But um, in terms of my friends, Mm -hmm. my girl, Brittany Fleming and Ariana are my favorite travel companions because they both travel with a, like, we prepare. Their Adi's like me and very type A, and we'll go with the itinerary, and it's like that. Uh, Brittany, too. They both, like, want to do have naps in this, and that's important. And they, um, they, they don't kind of, like, cheap out. Yeah. I don't know. That's terrible. Like, I get not, you know, balling like you up. Uh, drug dealer when you're on a trip but I hate when I can't do things that I've expressed that I wanted to do and people say it was fine until we get there and then all of a sudden we can't do it or when people come like as an adult and you want to travel and you're like oh my god $50 like 
what are we about to do if you only have 50 bucks? And so I like it when it's like, oh, we're going to go here. We can like, we can try something fancy. And it's like, okay, we're going to go to this fancy restaurant. Then we're going to go to like a little coffee shop, you know, later. Mm-hmm. So we can like balance, right? <clears throat> like I said, it don't have to be crazy. But if we're like, hey, we want to try this excursion or this adventure, like they're open to it. And mm-hmm. so they're all there. That's why they're my favorite. But being able to like go places um, with my friends, take my mom places. She's never been. Mama has not left the country since before I was born. Mm. And that's because she used to live in Germany. And uh, with my father and my sister, and this was before I was born. So we're talking about almost 35 years, over 35 years ago. And so I would take her like somewhere. I hope mm-hmm. to be able to do that. That's something that I want to do in the future is to be able to take my mom somewhere, even if it's like at this point, like to the Caribbean, because she's never been. Mm. She's never been to like the Bahamas or to like Jamaica or like any of that stuff. And so I really want to be able to take her. And so like right now, I know it's hard. We have all the wedding stuff and whatever. But I think about that. And like she dying to go on a cruise. So I said like once the dust settles in like 2023, I would like to like take her um, somewhere um, like international um, so that she can experience that. Got it. That's what I would do. I would also, a lot of people say, oh, I'm going to do philanthropy. I would go get plastic surgery. I would go get the plastic surgery that I always wanted. I'm not changing my face. Nothing in my face because nothing's wrong with my face. Um, But I would go get uh, boobs that sit up really good and perky um and i would like i would do a lot of local travel as well but i'm not gonna lie if i'm in i'm gonna watch sit and watch a lot on tv too and and do a lot of nothing um probably make the kind of videos that i want to make that kind of have the the backing that Mm. I would need. So like my photo shoots, instead of having to like drag you around the city and stuff to do photo shoots, I would, I would like hire a photographer to be like, okay, you're my photographer for, you know, this weekend. I need to Mm -hmm. do all of this to do my brand deals and that kind of stuff. So I would, I would set that up much better to continue to be independently wealthy. Um, What was the worst job you ever had? Grubhub. <laughs> that was the absolute worst. Um, <clears throat> like the company itself is is a pretty decent company to work for. It was just so I worked in the call center, and anybody who is on Facebook with me that worked there knows exactly what I'm talking about. Especially when you know you come in. Uh, for your shift and it's like mayhem because there's like 300 people in the queue and that's not just Chicago that's like everywhere mm-hmm. like all over and but sh- but I think at that time like Chicago was the main hub for um well not the main hub but we had a large hub for like our call center and operations and stuff so uh I'm glad that they changed over a whole lot of stuff like for their employees. But before I left, it was just terrible. Um, it got to the point where like I probably didn't even should, shouldn't even say this, but it was just um, it was a lot of politics to a certain degree. It was a lot of 
um, people just not being respectful, mm-hmm. but also like just hangry people. Now, I, I've been hangry before and called up Grubhub even when I worked for them. Oh <laughs> like, bro, God. it was my food. Like, I, I ordered this, you know, about an hour ago. It's still not here. It normally doesn't take this long to get my food. And then, but, you know, I'm trying to get that free grub um, and whatnot. But um, it was just, it was one day, like, came in, this was more than just one day, but this one day I came in, it was like 300 calls in the queue. Everybody was angry when they, when I picked up the phone and it's like, there's no breaks in between. So one of my, one of the managers, uh, Carolyn, she took me into the operations room for like the delivery drivers. Cause like she kept walking past and I guess she saw my face. Like it was just like, Ugh. and I wasn't going to make it. And so she t- is like, it's all type, it's all chat and everything like that. So she switched me over to the chat and everything. And I'm grateful for her for that. But I was literally breaking down. And then they had this thing called the shift bid where um, you basically, depending on your performance mm-hmm. and depending on you, how long you've been there, you have priority. Mm-hmm. So I put in my shift bid for, you know, a regular decent time. Like, well, not regular decent for everybody, but it was night shift, not overnight and not early morning. And I looked at the shift that they gave me and it was like 7 a.m. to like 12 or something like that. And I'm like, bro, y'all not, y'all literally are setting me up for failure on this one. Y'all know, like, because immediately I'm going to have to switch over. There's no in-between gap Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So I tried it out for like a couple of days and everything like that. And then I woke up with the most extreme stress headache. Like all of this, like I had, that's when I had started clenching my jaw Mm -hmm. when I sleep. So all of this right here was in pain. My head was pounding. And I laid my ass right back down and never went back. Oh, you just did you just uh, no call, no show? Terrible. I did not terrible. I, I did not go back. Everybody wondered what happened to me and everything like that. Cause I had deactivated my Facebook account and everything like that. I just not uh, you ghosted your job. It was I I just couldn't take it, but also like that definitely wasn't the best way to handle uh, it. No. But at the same time, I just at least quit. I, just, I couldn't go back in there. And then uh, before that, my like right before that, the person who advocated for me at that job was fired. Like they were literally letting everybody go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's like, you know, you go into the, like at that point in time, like I didn't understand how, you know, a lot of stuff works. So like I would go in to work wondering if I have a job or not, like every single day. And it's like, you can have all the nice food, the food that you bring in for us. You can have a pop machine. You can have the game room, all that great stuff. But when you have people who like aren't necessarily believing or having faith in your company and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that's when it's, that's when it becomes an issue. But yeah, that alone was why, like, I believe like it was the worst for me. What about you? So the worst job I ever had, I was going to say when I had to work at Gap uh, Kids, but I worked there for a few days over the holiday <clears throat> break during senior year. And I was like, ugh, 
or sophomore year of college. And I never, I, I didn't like it, but that's not the worst. <clears throat> worst job I ever had was actually my first job out of college. And it was fine when I started. It definitely got me. And it was funny because the person who hired me partially hired me because she said, I mean, not that I wasn't confident, but I was fresh out of college. But part of it was my mom really advocated for me and like always kind of talking me up, especially when she found out that my boss was a Fiskite. Um, for y'all don't know, Fiskite is the name of an, is name of a student who attends Fisk University like we did. And uh, and she happened to be from Houston, too. I mean, this is clearly before I was thinking about living here or any of that. But uh, so that kind of got me in that I was a Fiskite. And the job was fine. You know, it, it was definitely not the most um, healthy work environment for a number of reasons that I probably didn't realize till years later. But when my boss left... A new <clears throat> boss came in and I remember I was, this is probably 2012, I want to say. Um, yeah, I went to Puerto Rico uh, with Evie Lauren and our friend Jessica. We went to Puerto Rico just to have vacation. Mm-hmm. We went for a week. And literally when I left that afternoon, I was like, when... Or maybe not when I left, but I left early that afternoon and one of my coworkers had called me to tell me he had gotten fired. Like we had a new boss and like X, Y, and Z happened, X, Y, and Z happened. The next day I'm getting ready to get on my airplane and I get paid the next day. Where And me and Lauren are about to board our flight and I look at my check and it is way more money than I'm supposed to have. The severance. But Damn. no one tells me, right? And I'm on vacation. <laughs> so when I, I it's, it's messing with me the whole time, but I'm trying to enjoy myself. So when I get back to work and I'm working and they schedule a meeting for me to go over to our big boss's office, Mr. Gates, and we go to Mr. Gates' office and they had effectively like laid me off. And, and what they said was, is like, they're changing the structure, blah, blah, blah. So it wasn't even like, a, oh, this is you. They laid off a few people, mm-hmm. right? They had like laid off uh, one of uh, the, the guy I told you, one of the employment specialists. They had laid off like our financial advisor, somebody else in our office, like they laid them off. And this is all after like my boss left. The other lady came in. It was like a whole thing. They were like, but what? So one that ended up happening was, it was crazy because it's like you severed my employment and didn't have a conversation with me before you did it, which I, I found out later is not legal. So I didn't go to grad school till after this. It was not legal for you to sever my employment without letting me know. And then what happens is they offer me a new position, which is an administrative assistant position. Our administrator. Administrative assistant, I think she was in the hospital because she had like a real bad blood disorder, Cindy, and she ended up dying later. But they offered me that job. Mind you, I was in like an employment coordinator position, which meant a significant pay cut. And now on top of everybody knowing like who I am, I I was a case manager. So I have cases. Now I'm literally just sitting at the front 
off of like doing administrative work. So it's embarrassing because everybody who comes in, now sometimes we used to sit at the front to like help out. and But now it's like, that's just my job. Mm. And so it was so hard because for all the work that I do, I was in the middle of my master's program at the time. It was so embarrassing. And I remember being like, I'm out of here. And uh, I think I stayed because we went to Puerto Rico in May. I want to say, and I stayed until September. Mm-hmm. So then I got my new job in September. Um, and I never forget oh, when I was interviewing and all this kind of stuff. And the day they called me to tell me, mind you, since they had paid all my severance, I didn't have vacation. So I couldn't take off. I literally had to just go back into this new job because they had paid me out my vacation. Mm. and hired me and you couldn't say no to the new job because what ends up happening I didn't know at the time I had moved out of my house so I wasn't living with my mom if you say if they offer you a different position and you say no then they can deny your unemployment mm-hmm. so whatever so I was just like well I'm on my way I, I started applying to jobs that night so this is the end of May so I was gone in like two and a half months and I remember when I got the the call the new job offer uh, gave me the job offer and it was a Tuesday and I kindly wrote up my letter of resignation and on uh and put and gave it to the boss and she was acting like she was feeling some kind of way I was like don't keep that we good um and i made my last day of employment that monday because what i did have at the time is even though i didn't have vacation at that point i had accrued enough we had pto so we had like something and i had been working over and so i had a few hours of pto and Mm. then like two sick days so i made my last day monday but i did not come back so I said my last day is Monday and I'm taking sick time. My last day is actually I'm lying. I came back the next day, Wednesday. I took off Thursday, Friday, used PTO Monday. I started my new job that following Tuesday. So I didn't give them two weeks. I told them on Tuesday, my last day is Monday. Also, tomorrow's the last day I'll physically be in the office. And it was funny because even that time I worked there, every time somebody would ask me a question about a file from when I was a case manager and they're like, that's your signature. I was like, no, that's that was the coordinator signature. I'm the administrative assistant. So I didn't help nobody. So they was like this. Because that's how y'all feel. That's how y'all feel. So I'm not helping you do anything. I'm not going to help. When people wanted me to do stuff that was my old job, absolutely not. I get paid to answer these phones, make copies. That's what I'm doing. Right. And apply the jobs while I'm up here. So that was the worst job. The second part of the job was the worst part. We'll do a few more. Maybe one or two more. Um, I already know the answer to that for you. What? Oh. Um. Like, who's loving your life? <laughs> Would you rather meet your? Tr- oh yeah, that don't make sense. Hold on. Dee 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 dee. If you could be immortal, immortal. What age would you choose to stop aging at and why? Shoot. I would say my early, like probably like 24 or something like that, because that's when my knees were still working perfectly. Um, That's when, actually, 
whatever moment that I stop, that I basically uh, stopped uh, losing my hair or before I started losing my hair. <laughs> so my knees was working, had hair and everything like that, but then I wouldn't have a beard. Yeah, and you look good bald with a beard. <laughs> but, um, yeah, mainly, like, during that time, like, you know, I was in better physical uh, shape and everything like that. But also, you know, of course, my knees worked and everything like that. Um, I felt like I felt like I could make some, happen, some more happen with that. Yeah. I'll probably choose him. Why? Yeah. I would get to like, because I would want it. I would want all the kind of experiences of getting older and getting to this point. And I think some of the wisdom that I've gained now, and of mm-hmm. course you can always learn more, but physically I also feel like, yeah, things don't work as good, but I can definitely, I'm still young enough to get them in shape and to, you know, get things going. If I stop, if I didn't keep getting older at this age, I could, um, I feel more of myself. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like phys- <clears throat> even on a physical level, I feel like I'm more attractive now than I was um, in my 20s. I look the same, I think. I don't look older. Like, I look at my pictures when I was in college. I look like I have as much style. I look tackier. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't look, I don't look different. Like, I haven't, I don't think, although sometimes I notice like a little more like age lines and stuff, but I don't like, I I feel like, at least in my opinion, I look as young as I did when I was 22. So Mm. it's not even a matter of like look different. And I honestly, like I said, I feel like I look better now than I did. I take better care of myself now than I did when I was 25 and 22. So I feel that that's what I would choose if I made that decision, which I would never choose. I'd never make the decision to be immortal. So sorry, Bella Swan, you on your own with that. (laughs) No, I think for me, like if I was to have the mentality that I have now at 24, I'd be good. But you Um, won't. True. But, um, Oh, like there are some things like I do take care better care of myself. Like, shoot, I wasn't going to the doctor super regularly back then. Like I did my annual checkup and everything like that. But like, say if, um, you know, my knee was hurting or something like that or, you know, constantly getting headaches and everything like that. I didn't go to the doctor for that. So um, I don't know. Like I probably should still go to the doctor for my knee. But um, oh, yeah, I do take better care of myself now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's an age thing, but that's another conversation. <laughs> it's not an age thing. No, it's definitely no. not an age thing because, like, I've only really started taking better care of myself just recently. Mm-hmm. But definitely in the last two years. Because, <laughs> like Vivica had said, told Will when they went on that date, because you ain't going to be out here down on me, leaving me with five kids to raise. Oh, no, no, no. Remember that episode? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Last question. If you could eliminate one thing from your daily routine, what would it be and why? Like skip, not wait, like skip past it? Just says eliminate. If you could eliminate one thing from your daily routine, what would it be and why? I don't think I would. 
You want to eliminate anything? I don't know. Like, I enjoy taking showers. Okay. I enjoy waking up. Okay. <laughs> uh, I enjoy being able to wake up and do stuff and I enjoy working. I enjoy, you know, seeing you. Um, I don't know. That's a that's a hard one because like I've got I've gained an appreciation for all the stuff that I do uh, on my daily routine now. Okay, that's nice. That's a pretty way to look at it. Yeah, I would eliminate cooking. Um. And cleaning. That's not a daily thing, right? Almost. A, if I don't cook every day, <clears throat> then I cook enough in one day for mm, it to mm, spread. Mm, mm, mm. Or, I mean, yes, we can buy, like yesterday, we just ordered food. But typically, it means like cooking something. I wouldn't do that. I would. I just wanted to be done and ready. Like I want to just like open the refrigerator, like open the oven, asking. and it be done. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Like, is it stuff that I would basically... That would be done. Oh, I don't know. Over? I just all I did was read the question to you. I'm in, in and asked you to interpret it how you saw it and thought it needed to be interpreted. That's just how I interpret the question. Because if it's something that I can basically skip through, but it's still done. It I mean, that's what I feel like eliminate would, would mean. <clears throat> or you, I mean, I would assume like if you could eliminate it, right? Meaning like you could eliminate it and it wouldn't adversely affect. And honestly, it's funny enough, I would showers like the whole getting ready process i want to just be ready mm-hmm. if i could wake up and like just walk through a tunnel like the jets yes and on the other side be made up i would like that i don't necessarily like going through the process of doing all the things mm-hmm. i just want but i understand the importance and i like for it to be done i don't like feeling nasty i don't like looking yeah. crazy so i love the end result but not necessarily the process of doing it mm-hmm. so i would eliminate that but i'm not gonna not do it now it's just kind of something that gotta get done and i'm gonna do it so yeah like i, I can see it from that angle because like i like before, like it would all I'm like that. I need to go ahead and take a shower. I definitely need to do that because I don't want to be stinky. I don't want to feel funky or anything like that. But just yeah, the process of doing all that stuff is not necessarily is is very time consuming and is all a whole workout on its own. Yeah. But um, that's why yeah, I was like, if it's something that I won't be doing, but I'll be smelling funky or something like that. <laughs> by meaning elimination and everything like that nah bro I need showers bro I don't <laughs> understand who why people don't take showers I remember that was a whole thing it's crazy or wash their legs or wash their children anyway <laughs> but, last question for real for real okay would you rather lose all your money or all your pictures like pictures i take all the all your pictures pictures you take pictures of you your baby pictures pictures since the day you was born to now lose all your pictures or all your money (laughs) it should be a no-brainer but you know how i like keeping you're sentimental so i'll go first 
Yeah. I rather lose all my pictures. <laughs> yeah, but you don't keep nothing. What do you mean I'm keeping it? You, you don't really hold on to stuff like that much. I have an entire box of keepsakes. But that's what I'm going based off what you said. I don't keep everything. <clears throat> you have so many things that to you hold some kind of sentimental value. And every everything you get, if if you could some part of it you would keep because everything has an experience that you want to remember. And there are some things like I just remember here, right? Or some can be like my four years of college, I kept this thing. I didn't keep this because this and this. And you also have because like clothing you keep that is like, oh, because these are. And I did it for a little while. Like I remember I had my shorts from high school throughout college. I don't own them now because it's like, okay. I will part with this now. I have, you keep like your snorkel thing. Like you keep. That's because I might want to go swimming. Yes. Might want to. That's the kind of thing you do. But like might want to and have. And how long have you had that? And most places, if you're going to go snorkeling, they will equip you with that stuff. They so you can, get, you can get it again. Like if you want to go snorkeling, we go on a cruise. They'll give you a snorkel. Like, but. It's not like you also like are making plans to go snorkeling. It's just like, oh, in case I ever do this again, even though I don't put any effort into into doing this again, but if I ever randomly need to do it, I'll have it. And those are two different things. I also don't like clutter. So sometimes, but I like having stuff. So a lot of times I believe like if I want more stuff, I'll have to assess and say something has to go <clears throat> mm-hmm. in order for me to accumulate more. Or it'll be a sign like, hey, if everything in here I want to keep, then I don't need to accumulate more. So like, I feel like there's a balance, but I have like sentiment. I keep things. There's a a watch that doesn't work that I always said that I was going to get to fix, but it was my dad's and like a Tommy Hilfiger watch. I still have the clock face and I've had it since I was since he died, since I was nine. Mm. Um, so I have, I have one t-shirt from college. I actually just found, uh, apparently when I left my, I, I, I thought I lost it. I don't know why. Apparently I had left it at my last job. Like I wore it there and it was like clean. It was folded up as an extra t-shirt. And when I was moving out, I found it. So I have that kind of stuff, but I, and I have a few, like, I have a few like card birthday cards, all the birthday cards. My dad like had his friend draw when he was in prison that he had like, so I have some stuff that means something for me. And there are a few things that I keep, but it's not like a bunch of stuff. And I'm also very like, this is where this goes. I make a place for it. And then I have to decide like what gets thrown away or you know what is like oh this was a fun memory but i'm not gonna keep like i'm a person who will scrapbook or put it in a a keepsake box like i have Mm. a keepsake box so like that's where i put the things and every once in a while i'll go back and read stuff sometimes i'll be like "Mm, i'm not gonna keep this anymore because i used to like keep stuff like oh like an old relationship when i say old relationship i mean like my first boyfriend i was like 14 (laughs) and like little bag and like at some point in college i was like this is crazy and i went through my keepsake box and threw it away Nah, like i okay so what was that i like every relationship that i've had i normally have kept like everything like programs and all that stuff that from plays and all that stuff like that and now i've thrown them out and everything like that 
except for the programs from the players, because like that is something that I would have kept anyway, because of the fact, um, like, you know, the Wiz ain't even out no more. Motown, I haven't seen anything about that at all. So it's like stuff like that I kept, not because of like how I shared that moment and everything like that, but because I really enjoyed that goddamn uh, production and everything like that. So I will keep those. But everything else, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> trash. Um, even like whenever I go home, like in like in my mom's basement, like we still got my first Tonka truck. We still got a piggy bank. It's like a Greyhound bus piggy bank from when she took me when I was like four or five or something like that. Um, the pictures need organizer, but, um, I still have like almost every stuffed animal I've ever had. I still got a t-shirt, my first fist t-shirt from when I first realized I was actually going to Fisk. I still have a Fisk baseball Jersey that doesn't fit. Um, it's just a lot of stuff that I kept and everything like that, but, um, that's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You keep like it's one thing to be like this thing reminds me of my childhood or like it brings back these memories and I feel like for me I just need that one thing that then like sparks my mama has a few things of ours not toys and stuff that is all gone <laughs> she has none of our toys but she has like all the books right and that would be special like she has the book that has like my first footprint and stuff like that right because like that stuff is sentimental like my first baby picture and that kind of thing you know and I think it's even though her, her photos do need to be or I always thought about getting her like the legacy box or something so that she can digitize them um but like it's nice she has still albums too she still has like photo albums stuff like that and she has like the very first little chapter book I ever made when I was in second grade but it's not like everything and one thing that i think i don't know if she still has i don't know if i took it but i remember and i remember having it up until definitely until i was all through high school was my blanket i used to have at preschool and we used to always be amazed because it'd be like laughing be like oh this used to cover my whole body and then when i used to like <laughs> sit with it it would like go from my shoulders to like my back and so like she kept that and it was a little ratty little blue blanket that i think was peeling apart mm -hmm. i'd be like throw it away and she'd be like no keep like but it's like that that's it it's not a we don't I mean none of our toys because a lot of it was like we would like give them to my cousin sometimes and my mom she's like I get it from my mom she does not like clutter so she she clutters more in her adult age but it is all like even if it looks like clutter she can tell you where everything is she can like you know she'll like that shelf she has in her kitchen she'll just buy a big ass shelf to put stuff on like because she's like mm -hmm. she don't like stuff on the floor and like laid out everywhere so yeah. um i get and i i don't know Matt. like i definitely don't want to be like that with my kids like i just like, yeah, you keep certain stuff. Then certain stuff you'd be like, because I'm, I'm more, like, I want to create new memories. And it's nice to have a few things that spark those things, which is why it's nice to have pictures. Um, but if I'm choosing pictures of my money in order to, like, feed them, I'm going to choose the money. Of course. I don't know. Definitely, I would choose my money. Because, um, I mean, this is just a hypothetical anyway. Right. But um, I would definitely choose my money. Um, the only thing, like, as far as, like, pictures and stuff, like, the reason why I even hold on to a lot more of my childhood pictures and everything 
is because some things I don't remember. And I mean, that's most of us. Yeah, but like there used to be a point in time where I remembered almost everything. Like there's certain things that I definitely still remember that I probably that probably should have like popped out my mind by now. But it's like um like those pictures are how I revisit that memory and make sure that I don't forget. You I get it. One day you will forget though. It's aging and it's not bad. It's just how you will because <clears throat> new memories will come. New information comes to your brain. You don't remember everything. And it's not bad. I don't think that's a bad thing. I'm not saying you're going to get dementia. I'm just saying you won't remember everything. I'm actually more, I don't know about your family. I'm genetically inclined to get dementia because many people in my family. I know not. We're talking genetics. We're not saying I'm going to do it. I'm just talking about what the genetic probability is, is dementia is a genetic trait mm-hmm. and it is in my family. So there is a, a chance that I could have dementia, but in a long time now, I think it's just really important to enjoy the memories. I get where like, like I said, a picture spark memories, but so you just forget. My sister was telling me about like, oh, a cousin, she talked to my auntie funeral yesterday. I know I knew that name, but I could not tell you. And I knew it's a person that I grew up with. I knew it's a person who I spent time with, but she had to remind me because I haven't seen them in probably 20 some odd years. Mm-hmm. So it happens. Um, and like, I get it. You, I see pictures of like my graduation and that's like anything. Like when I think about college, there are moments where I can close my eyes and I can smell like I was in Jube, like I was walking into Jube after leaving dinner and it seemed like it was just yesterday and then other times it feels like it was 12 years ago or longer like that i can't remember what the day-to-day feels like but mm-hmm. i've only been in houston for four years and when i first moved here it was so foreign like living here and my especially because i live by myself so all of that was so weird and when i Go home now, Chicago feels foreign. And I lived in Chicago the majority of my life. But mm-hmm. it feels foreign. You even, feel like a visitor. Even when I drive to places <clears throat> and I just, like, my body just knows where it's going. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd be like, how did I get here? How did I remember that this is the street? And sometimes I try to, like, talk about streets and I can't remember the street names in Chicago. And I'll confuse them with street names here. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, I was on Buffalo Street. No, nope, that, that don't exist in Chicago. But if I go, <laughs> I know exactly where I am. So mm-hmm. I just think that that's how memories work. But I mean, I get it. I would like like little keepsake boxes for our kids, but I'm not keeping everything. Like, nah, you, you should, them old toys, you didn't beat up and they will get thrown away. And I used stuffed animals. I remember when I threw, I remember when I threw them all away. Cause I can't, I cast stuffed animals up until after college <clears throat> and I used to lay them up on my bed, all my bears. And some of them I like gave away to Amaya, which she don't even have anymore. Some of them I gave away to her, but I remember one day just being like, I probably was like 23 or 24. And I was like, I should stop this. <laughs> I got a garbage bag and I think I donated them, but I got rid of them. So. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, I can, I just never really, okay, so even with the stuffed animal part, like, I just never really, like, I, there's definitely a couple, of, like, my first uh, teddy bear, I'm, I've always had that. Um, 
but you know all the other stuff like that came across later and everything like that yeah i can i definitely wouldn't give them to anybody because they probably smell like basement but like what that's always my thing too <clears throat> if, if they hold such a significant place in your your heart then, but it's just sitting down in a basement in a box getting bad. So I think sometimes from a conscious level, we have to think about how we, how we, how we process that. Like, this is so important to me that I won't let it go, but mm. I also don't take care of it. Yeah. Right. So like, it's kind of like, is it that important to you? I'll never give away my first teddy bear. That's all the way in Chicago at my mama's house in a box in a basement that smells like basement, but I'm never giving away simply because it was my first. Even though I don't treat it with the special nature that I'm giving it, right? Because it's not like it is encased in glass and it's sitting here. This is my first teddy bear, something I can give my child. This is something I can put on display. I look at it every day because it's on my mantle and it reminds me that it's my first teddy bear and look how far I've come. It's none of that. So we don't, you know, really give it the kind of reverence that you're that you're saying you give it, which is sometimes why I have to tell myself like, yeah, I do, but I'm not, you know, which is why my, my keepsake box is small. And sometimes I sit and I go through the memories. Mm -hmm. Sometimes stuff gets thrown away. Again, the same process, I, I really want to make new memories. So I want to have space to put more stuff in. So then I have like little glimpses over my life. It's not overwhelming. And these are things that ultimately were and are important to me and kind of but it's just it, you just made me think of something just for all of us to kind of think about like when we say something is important but then how do we treat it like do sure. we treat it like it's important you know that goes for relationships i've been watching divorce court right and people like you know judge be like why you stay with this person oh well judge you know i love her but you like cheat and you do all sorts of stuff and so the reverence and significance that you say you give this person or this thing or this whatever, but you don't act in a way that makes that make sense. Hmm. I wonder how our lock is doing. Oh, on that bridge? Mm -hmm. Probably covered by 70 more at this point. <laughs> we could try to go find it one day yeah. before it's cold. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that, but it was so cold. It doesn't get that cold in... Uh, Houston that often, but Valentine's Day is one of those times where it's cold. Um, it usually does not get cold until January. And then it's cold for January and February, like literally like maybe the very beginning of January, or like mid-January, it's like mid-February. It's literally like five weeks where it's really cold and then it gets hot again. Because mm, mm. even have we after we had that freeze, <clears throat> the next week it was in the 70s and 80s. Man. So anything else, sir? Nope. All right, guys, thank you guys for joining us for another episode of If It Isn't Love podcast. If you're not already, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at If It Isn't Love podcast, Facebook, Twitter as well. Look them up. You'll find them. We're excited to have uh, to continue to have new content and information and more podcasts. If there are any topics you guys want to hear, feel free to DM us, message us, or you can send us an email at If It Isn't Love podcast at gmail.com. Calm. Until next time, bye.